On this special Behind the Page episode of Backstories, Alyssa and her guest Erin dig deep into new and upcoming books. Plus, they dive into library services, including digital sources, ways to find your next great read, and tease and upcoming authors at JCPL Visit. So we are here today, Erin and I, to talk about a program that we had two weeks ago called Behind the Page. In this special program, the first of its kind, Erin and I to greet JCPL patrons into a deep dive of books that are coming out. Erin, do you want to get us kicked off? Certainly. So pretty much the format of this, um, we're just kind of going over what we discussed in the event, and we really wanted patrons to know about all the hot titles coming out this fall and what they should be on the lookout for, what they can place holds for at JCPL. So we kind of broke it into different categories. So I'm going to start off right off the bat with two nonfiction titles. Some of these books, I will say I have not read, but the first two I'm going to talk about, I have read. I, I received advanced copies of them. So the very first one is Trail of the Lost, The Relentless Search to Bring Home the Missing Hikers of the Pacific Crest Trail by Andrea Lankford. So this book um, actually comes out on August 22nd. This book is perfect for anyone that loved Wild by Cheryl Strayed. I know that was a runaway bestseller when that came out, uh, and that made the all the people that wanted to hike the Pacific Crest Trail, it made it so desirable, and it became going from like a small trail, I don't want to say a small trail, it's clearly... Became the a, trendy thing to do. Exactly, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Everyone just packed up and I, I forget the stats, but you have to get a permit to hike the trail, and it like more than, it was like tenfold, at like the year, first year after that book came out. Wow, that's a lot of people. It is a ton of people. And with that comes a lot of inexperienced hikers, which is, I mean, Cheryl Strayed herself was a pretty inexperienced hiker, and she didn't do the whole trail, but uh, she did a lot of it. And the book that I'm talking about, Trail of the Lost, is about a former National Park Service ranger who got really interested in finding three missing men that just got lost on the trail. And she, it started off with one man, and she just was like, I know he's out here somewhere, and why can't we find him? So she just got really into it, interviewed his family, friends, got on Facebook, which you wouldn't think Facebook as a tool, but on the, the trail, there's a lot of hikers that they have, like, little trail names. They get really active on, on Facebook, like, when they're in an area that they can actually get some reception. Right. So she got to find a lot of people that actually met him on the trail and helped pinpoint once, um, once she got into that, then she discovered two other tr uh, hikers that had gone missing. So you might be getting to this, mm. but why is she just looking for men? Well, women typically don't go missing for long on the trail. <laughs> uh, women, I don't want to say necessarily are better hikers than men, but they have a little bit more smarts and don't always put themselves in as dangerous positions, which is why statistically only men have gotten lost on the trail and not found. <laughs> Fair enough. So again, like I said, she's a National Park Service ranger. She um, worked in Zion, Yosemite, the Grand Canyon. Um, she also had a couple of awards for her work as a criminal investigator and implemented the Heat Kills Hike Smart public education program. It's a female-driven true crime adventure, and it just follows her as she talks about, it's like a love letter to the Pacific Crest Trail, but it's also almost like a true crime. Not that there's any necessarily crime other than a missing person, but just trying to piece together what happened to these three men. On the Trail of the Lost, you may not find what you're looking for, but you'll certainly find more than you seek. And this is just a fantastic adventure, nonfiction. Guarantee you will like it. And I say that as someone who has zero interest in hiking. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Same. <laughs> so the next book that I want to talk about is called No Crying in Baseball, the inside story of a league of their own. Big stars, dugout drama, and a home run for Hollywood by Aaron Carlson. This book is going to get published on September 5th. How many, well, I guess I can't say how many people have seen, you're listening to this, but I'm certain that most people have seen A League of Their Own. (laughs) Not me. I really haven't. Oh my goodness. It's baseball. It's it's a baseball movie, not about baseball. Like it's, oh my goodness. I mean, it's obviously it's about baseball, but. (laughs) If you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you know that there are a lot of trendy things and popular things I have not read or seen. I wouldn't even say it's trendy. It's just, it's a classic. Yeah, but there's like that new show, right? Well, I mean, I guess I haven't watched the new show, but I love the movie. I mean, it's got Madonna, like. Right. (laughs) Playing baseball. Playing baseball, yeah. (laughs) So this book is basically a love letter to the movie. It goes, uh, it's like a deep dive behind the scenes, but it also tells the story of the female director of A League of Their Own. So she was most notable for directing Big and for A League of Their Own. So this, like, probably about a third of the book discusses the director's life. The director? Penny Marshall Thank of you. Laverne and Shirley fame, which I do have checked out from the library at home sitting on my dining room table. Thank you. So, yes, that director. Yeah. Um, so about a third of the book is about her and like her directorial debuts and her getting into it. But the rest of it truly is about the behind the scenes, the filming um, of it. And there's so many awesome tidbits, especially as I'm assuming most of you listening to this maybe live in Indiana or around the area. A lot of it was filmed in Indiana. So there's some interesting tidbits about that. Um, who is easy to work with? Who is not Madonna? Who Diva. they didn't want cast in it? Tom Hanks was too likable. So they actually had to change his story arc because audiences couldn't hate Tom Hanks after watching this movie. Right. And didn't he want to work with Penny Marshall again after Big? He did. He so did. he he begged to be put in this film, which they also didn't want him because his price tag was a little high. So they had to do some finagling on the budget to accommodate Tom Hanks. But... He probably still made more than the women. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had the highest price tag. Yeah. Uh, to my knowledge. But yeah, it's it was just a fantastic little book that I feel very confident. Um, if I'm at Trivia Night and any question about League of Their Own comes up, that I will be able to answer having read it. And it's just a lot of fun. So I think a lot of people, even who haven't seen the movie... And yeah. maybe it will inspire you. I While I was reading it, there was a couple times I had to go to YouTube just to watch a clip that they were talking about, like, a certain scene. I was like, oh, like, I want to see that again. Like, especially the infamous no crying in baseball scene. It was just fantastic. And I really think a lot of people will enjoy this book. That's awesome. Maybe I'll give it a shot. You should. <laughs> so next, we're going to take a little break from talking about books. And I'm going to segue into joining a book discussion. Hopefully, if you're listening to this program, you really like books or bookish things and maybe you're in a book club but if you're not jcpl has tons of different book clubs you can choose from you can go to our website at pageafterpage.org and see a full list of all the webs or all, all the websites of all the book clubs we have and it's also in our program guide so i do um highly encourage you to join a book club we have men that come to them we have daytime ones we have evening ones we have some that you go to Coffee shops. Yes, books and beans. And we have some that you go to breweries, which is stout stories. So there's certainly a different book club for everyone. And if you're still like, not my scene, I don't want to do it, you can start your own book club and the library can support you with that. Um, So we've got book club sets that you can actually check out with your library card. So I encourage you to, you can see the full listing on our website. Uh, We have well over 100 different book club sets you can check out and just give to everyone in your book club, start your own and then you can drink as much to in your own house and just have a great time. 
All right, so I am going to talk about mystery books. Uh, the first one I have is Happiness Falls by Angie Kim. It comes out August 29th, so just a couple weeks from now. So when a father goes missing, his family's desperate search leads them to question everything they know about him and one another in this thrilling page turner by the author of Miracle Creek. And it was long listed for the New American Voices Award. Miracle Creek was a fantastic book. I did was read it? that one. Yes. Okay. I've never read anything by her, so I'm looking forward to it. So it's Mia, the 20-year-old daughter, is hyper-analytical and has an explanation for everything, which is why she isn't initially concerned when her father and younger brother, Eugene, don't return from a walk in the, in the nearby park. They must have lost their phone or stopped for an errand somewhere. But by the time Mia's brother runs through the front door, bloody and alone, it becomes clear that the father in this tight-knit family is missing, and the only witness is Eugene, who has the rare genetic condition, Engelman syndrome, and cannot speak. And so then she has to race against the clock to find out what happened to her father. According to Jody Pico, a story with so many twists and turns, and she was riveted through the last page. Gabrielle Zevin, the author of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which I think is that, is that the video game one? Yes, that one was also fantastic. Yes, I listened to that one. Um, she calls it a brilliant, and brilliant, satisfying, compassionate mystery that is as much about language and storytelling as it is about a missing father. And she really loved the book. And I will say, too, since we had um, the event two weeks ago, as of recording it now, um, it's actually been chosen as a book of the month book as well. So it's in the top five for this month. So nice. You're ahead of the curve picking the good ones. Yes, apparently. I just really liked the cover. It is a gorgeous cover. You should yes. look it up. So my other book that I wanted to talk about came out on the first. So, And I actually saw it on the shelf at Trafalgar on the new bookshelf. It was Just Another Missing Person by Jillian McAllister. From the author of the Reese's Book Club pick and the New York Times bestselling Wrong Place, Wrong Time comes a new heart-stopping thriller in which a missing person case unravels deeper, darker secrets that lead a detective to an impossible moral choice. 22-year-old Olivia is last seen on camera going down a dark alley. She never leaves the alley, but she is missing. And so the detective has to um, figure out, with another ticking clock, what happened to Olivia. I'm really looking forward to this one. Apparently it has the twist of the summer, which I feel like every book has the twist. Every book claims to have the twist of the summer, but, or twist of whatever period it comes out in. Yes. I'm, so I wanted to segue and talk a little bit about our digital resources. I love our digital resources. I'm a big user of Libby, which is the audiobook. We actually do it through the Indiana Digital Library, not just us. So it's a consortium of different libraries around the state, and they have so many audiobooks. And my favorite feature is that I can speed it up so I can listen to more books. You speed it up a little too fast for me. It's chipmunk speed with you. I can't go past 1.5, and you're like over here at like 10. It's 2.5. That is fast enough. It's speed not Gonzalez. It's <laughs> not chipmunk speed. You get used to it. I also really love Hoopla and Canopy. So Hoopla has ebooks, e audiobooks, movies, movies, TV. music, comic books. Yep, there's comic books. Trend, the magazines are on Libby. Yes. Yes. We also have Canopy, which is award winning films. There's all sorts of weird artsy films on there and documentaries. And I love it for that because I'm always into the weird stuff. There's also television shows on Hoopla as well. We also have a couple for kids, too. Tumble books, I think. Yes. There was another one, I think. Uh, ABC Mouse. ABC Mouse. That's yeah. more educational games, not quite books, but it's still... Yeah. It's a resource you can get with your library card. Oh, and Cloud Library. How could I forget Cloud Library? Shame, shame. I know. So that one is e-books and e-audiobooks, and it's fantastic, too. 
And again, you can access our complete collection of digital resources on our website at pageafterpage.org. And to access all of them, you just need your library card. Yep. Make sure you have that. Absolutely. All right. Next, we're going to talk about um, some sci-fi. So we each did one, or sci-fi and fantasy, really. So we each did one. I'm going to talk about mine first. I did Bookshops and Bone Dust by Travis Baldry. It's coming out November 7th, which this is the furthest one, um, or the furthest away publishing date. I am so stoked to read this book. I have not read it yet, but I read the first book, which is Legends and Lattes, and it was one of my favorite books of last year. I didn't know that cozy fantasy was a genre, and oh my gosh, like it was, I'm still like, I'm waxing. Anything cozy, right? Exactly. Cozy fantasy, cozy horror, cozy romance. Which that's like, how did I not know cozy fantasy was a thing? So we're just um, now getting old, and that's. I know. I guess so. We need, we need the feel good, right? <laughs> so I'm just gonna kind of talk about Legends and Lattes, the first book. So hopefully, I hype that up enough that you're like, oh my gosh, then I definitely want to read Bookshops and Bone Dust, which is actually a prequel. It's not a sequel, so you could read it first, or you could read Legends and Lattes first, which I think you should. It's perfect for we just had Gen Con in Indy, and if you're big into live action role playing or Dungeons and Dragons, you'll definitely love Legends and Lattes. It's almost like a quest, and the quest is to open a coffee shop in a town that's never heard of coffee. And Vivian, uh, she's an orc. So glad I don't live there. <laughs> uh, so Vivian, this orc, she spent her whole life fighting and killing, and she's like, you know what? I'm done. I tried coffee in this like country or town years ago. I want to like make my own coffee and sell it to other other creatures and humans. And so she decides to open up a coffee shop, even though she has zero experience running a business. And Coffee also keeps me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> In the business, she gets a succubus um, helping out. She gets, um, it's just a fun motley crew. And it is wholesome, weird, cool, fun. It's just fantastic. And Legends and Lattes actually was nominated for a ton of awards. It was a Hugo Award nominee for Best Novel, Nebula Award nominee for Best Novel, Locus Award nominee for first novel. Jody, are you over there making a note to make yeah. to read it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, an Audi Award nominee for fantasy, and it was also a Goodreads Choice Award nominee for fantasy. So Legends and Lattes, again, is probably like just my favorite, cozy, wonderful, and I'm really hoping that this prequel is just as good. And it's about a, a bookstore, so bookshops, bookshops, coffee, <laughs> fantasy. I mean, yeah, um, right. Easy sell. All things librarians love. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I picked a book called Jonathan Abernathy, You Are Kind. Once again, I liked the cover. It comes out October 17th. Um, it's by Molly McGee. So Jonathan Abernathy is a self-proclaimed loser. He's behind on his debts, has no prospects, no friends, no ambitions. But then a government loan forgiveness program offers him a literal dream job. He thinks he's found his big break. If he can appear to be competent at his new job, entering the minds of middle-class workers while they sleep and removing the unsavory detritus of their waking lives from their unconscious, he might have a chance at a new life. But as he does that and he finds his footing, reality and morality begin to warp around him. Um, so the, the lines between life and work blur and right and wrong as well. So the author touches on themes that most people know all too well, especially us millennials. <laughs> the relentlessly crushing weight of debt, the recognition that work won't love you back, although I like to think JCPL loves its librarians. Yes. They do. <laughs> and the awkwardness of finding love when you are without hope. A workplace novel at once tender, startling, and deeply funny. So I'm really looking forward to that. I know it is in the catalog because I put it on hold. I'm gonna try to get it on audio though. 
because oh. I thought it would be really good to listen to. Yeah, on 2.5 speed. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yes. People may be listening to this at accelerated speed. Oh, oh being judgy, Aaron. <laughs> I, I am probably the judgy librarian. I mean, I'll never judge what you read, but I might judge on what speed you listen to your stuff to. Reading uh, is reading. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about our local author collection a little bit. I don't know if many of you know, but JCPL does have a local author collection. It started off as part of our first local author fair. I asked that all the participants donate at least one of their books, and that was our very first collection. I mean, we only have one collection, but that was the basis, I should say, of right. our collection. And it's grown from 12 copies to over 100 now, so it's definitely yes. growing every year that we have a local author fair. Every three months, it goes to a different branch. So that way, no matter what, what's your home library, you will definitely see it um, at your location some point in the year. I don't know what season you're getting it, but I highly recommend you check it out. There's a little bit of everything. There's poetry, gardening essays, children's books, fantasy, queer romance, true crime, inspirational writings, and so much more. And also put on your calendar in the spring at the Clark Pleasant Branch, we'll have our third, fourth, I can't, whatever annual uh, local author fair. We'll be there in March or April. So I definitely encourage you to read local. There's a lot of talent here in Johnson County. It's honestly surprising. Yeah. When you told me there was queer romance, I was like, I was like, really? <laughs> Not uh, here. Not here. <laughs> but yeah, met her and she's totally fantastic. Yeah. You know, she's definitely awesome. So yeah. I'm going to turn over to you for romance now. All right. You know, I love my romance, Amish or not. Um, <laughs> so I have actually listened to this one. The first one I'm going to talk about, Catherine Center. It came out July 11th. If you know her, she is a delightful romance author. It's just always witty and fun and just lighthearted. I know that I'm going to laugh a lot when I read her. This newest one is called Hello, Stranger. So love isn't blind, it's blurry. Uh, Sadie Montgomery is a portrait artist. In one minute, she's celebrating the biggest achievement of her life, placing as a finalist in the North American Portrait Society competition. The next, she's on a hospital bed with face, face blindness. So it's disease that has a fancy medical name, but I don't remember what it is. But basically, mm -hmm. it makes it so that you can't distinguish fac facial features of people. And I actually had to look up pictures on Google to like see what it was like. And it was really disconcerting to look at. And she is told that it was probably temporary. You know, she's a portrait artist. That's her livelihood. So as she struggles to cope and hang on to her artistic dream and work through major family issues and take care of her beloved dog, Peanut, she falls into love, maybe, lust, I don't know. A temporary obsession to distract from the real problems in her life, definitely, with not one man, but two very different ones. And the timing, you know, is just Couldn't off. Couldn't be worse. Couldn't be worse. <laughs> it's just awful, of course. As she struggles to, you know, find her way in this new world where she can't really distinguish things, she has to discover that there are always ways of seeing people for who they truly are. And that was honestly such a charming book. That's I did read that one as well because it was book of the month. <laughs> and uh, I was, I think it might be my favorite Catherine Center. I know some people say it's their least favorite Catherine Center, but... Some people as in... I'm not going to name names. names. But I, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I gave it five out of five stars. And I think I gave it four, even... If it wasn't my favorite. I ate it up. She was a fun character. And yeah, it's a little cheesy, but it's so funny and wholesome. And, and that's really why I read Catherine Center. Oh, 100%. And it's also, a feel good for sure. Also, once again, her covers are just fantastic. Yes. They're bright and whimsical. And clearly I judge books by their covers. 
You've only um, mentioned all of your covers. Today, I know. So. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. But it's okay. You can you can do that. All right. So my other one um, is one by Susanna Nix, and I actually haven't read this one yet, but it's definitely going to be on hold for me. It's called Kilt to Order. It's a nerdy wallflower recruits her athlete roommate to give her love lessons. I picked this one because there was a man in a kilt on the cover. Understandably so. <laughs> yes, understandably. Um, so as a Highland Games athlete and firefighter, he's used to women trying to get under his kilt, but he never expects to be propositioned by his bookworm roommate. So Casey's one of his best friends and his buddy's younger sister. So what is he supposed to do when she asks for love lessons, right? He has to help her. If she says no, she'll turn to another guy. Someone's got to keep her out of trouble. What he doesn't expect is to fall in love with her. They never do. They never they do. Never do. <laughs> right? It's like she's all that all over again. I love a good cheesy like lessons like teach me how to find a man or teach me how to be better for like they're, they're great ridiculous and so much fun and i love that trope and this one i think is going to be pretty spicy i do i just have a i have a feeling with a kilt involved it's going to be spicy I mean, how could it not be right because hello stranger was on the spicy scale it was pretty tame it was, it was extremely was, tame. it was extremely tame it was extremely tame yeah i would say on spicy it was a uh, sitting in a solid mild so okay. <laughs> yeah i just expect kilt to order to be like a jalapeno. Yes. And if yeah. it's not, I'll be disappointed. Right. <laughs> okay. So next, Aaron and I are going to talk about one of our, or I, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite topics and things about being a librarian. And it's Reader's Advisory. It's, it's mine too. I know. <laughs> it's Aaron's too, which is why I said it. Um, we love helping people find books. It's what we're good at. It's what we know how to do. Um, and we have several ways that you can do that. You can come in and ask us, and I will take you out on the shelf, and I'll pull them off the shelf and be like, here's this. This is great. But if you don't want to come into the library, because, you know, that means leaving your house, which is fine. And it can be intimidating. Sometimes you just aren't in the mood to talk to somebody. Right? I mean, I someone get. throwing you, like, 20 books, you know, when you haven't read in a year and a half, you know. So in that case, you can log on to pageafterpage.org, our website, and you can go to Your Next Read, and you can fill out this nifty form that we have. And then Aaron and I get it, and most more than likely, one of us will answer you, and we'll give you all these awesome suggestions for what you like. If you're a kid, or you like something like military history, or something really random, we might send you to somebody else who knows better. But 95% like of the time, time, we're going to get it. Yeah. We just, we, we pass the buck on the kids' ones, and yeah, if it's like a really heavy nonfiction or military, we'll pass the buck too. But for the most part. For the most part, we love it. Good. And yeah, so we use lots of different ways to find books that you might like. The biggest one is one that you actually have access to at home. Once again, if you go to our website under Research and Learn, there's a database called Novelist. You have to type in your library card number. But it gives you access to all sorts of books and read-alikes, both for authors and titles. And you can do a lot of weird, like... Almost like mix and matching. Like, you can be like, I want something fast-paced that's a fantasy... <laughs> That, like, you can pick the different things. Set in Japan in. in 1942. You can get real weird with it. Yeah. And it'll find, nine times out of ten, it will find a book for you. It's pretty great. I use it a lot. Um, that's how I find all of the suggestions for your next read. Every quarter that we offer behind the page, we want to highlight some different resources. The Your Next Book resource, I definitely recommend. And, like, again, you, you fill out an online form, and then within a few days you'll hear from us. And we can even put together a book bundle for you. So, like, if you're like, oh, thanks to the list, but I'm too lazy to place it on hold, 
We can do that for you too. Right? You literally don't need to have like to do anything I mean, other than fill out the form. Technically, the you won't even have to leave your house. We could, could do, do a homebound delivery, delivery, depending on the circumstances. So. Or even take it out to your car, so you, you don't even have to step foot in the library. You just have to get to us, and we will meet you there. Yep. All right. So next, I'm going to talk about some thrillers. So the first book, um, actually, today is the pub date. So yay! Yay! Um, it's None of This is True by Lisa Jewell, which you may recognize that name. She's a British thriller author, and JCPL actually had her here a few years ago as part of the authors at JCPL series, and she was fantastic. Like I could not get over how awesome she was to meet in person. Okay, let me just get into the description. I have not read this book yet. I really want to. It was also I mean, it book did of the just month. come out today. I know, but it was book of the month. I could have had it like two days ago. I know. Aaron's. I, I feel like they should be paying me to talk about Book of the Month. But. I know, right? This is not a paid, not paid advertisement. <laughs> but something you could do is you can always see every month which books they select, and then you can put them on hold from the library without having to buy them. So you can do that, too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so None of This is True is a scintillating new psychological thriller about a woman who finds herself the subject of her own popular true, true crime podcast. Celebrating her 45th birthday at a local pub, popular podcaster X Summers crosses paths with an unassuming woman called Josie Fair. Josie, it turns out, is also celebrating her 45th birthday. They are, in fact, birthday twins. A few days later, Alex and Josie bump into each other again, this time outside of Alex's children's school. Josie has been listening to Alex's podcast and thinks she might be an interesting subject for her series. She is, she tells Alex, on the cusp of great changes in her life. Josie's life appears to be strange and complicated, and although Alex finds her unsettling, she can't quite resist the temptation to keep making the podcast. Slowly, she starts to realize that Josie has been hiding some very dark secrets, and before she knows it, Josie has wrangled her way into Alex's life and into her home. But as quickly as she arrived, Josie disappears. Only then does Alex discover that Josie has left a terrible and terrifying legacy in her wake, and that Alex has become the subject of her own true crime podcast, with her life and her family's lives under mortal threat. Who is Josie Fair, and what has she done? This book is already getting rave reviews online, and people are calling it Lisa Jewell's best book yet. That sounds exciting. I know, I really want to read it. I love true crime podcasts, too. Not at 2.5 speed. Um, <laughs> I'm not right. dropping that. Right. It's fair. Um, so the final book we're going to talk about, because uh, we just selected 10 books, so we kind of broke it five and five, is Good Bad Girl by Alice Feeney. And this came out on August 3rd. And JCPL does have this. I have seen this on a hold, uh, hold list. So if you like books with multiple points of views and lots of twists and turns, and this is the book for you. Sometimes bad things happen to good people, so good people have to do bad things. Uh-oh. I know. That's a premise no coffee that's never been done before. No coffee to keep on the straight and narrow. Yeah, no coffee for her. <laughs> yeah. No chill. <laughs> Our queen of twists, best-selling author of Daisy Darker, which I loved, and Rock, Paper, Scissors, returns with another thriller filled with drama and trademark surprises. 20 years after a baby is stolen from a stroller, a woman is murdered in a care home. The two crimes are somehow linked, and a good bad girl may be the key to discovering the truth. Edith may have been tricked into a nursing home, but at 80 years young, she's planning her escape. Patience works there, cleaning messes and bodying with Edith, a kindred spirit. But Patience is lying to Edith about almost everything. Edith's own daughter, Cleo, won't speak to her, and someone new is about to knock on Cleo's door, and their intentions aren't good. With every reason to distrust each other, the woman must solve a mystery with three suspects, two murders, and one victim. If they do, they might just find out what happened to the baby who disappeared, the mother who lost her, and the connections that bind him. 
And uh, Publishers Weekly have, has already given this a starred review, and they say about it, Feeney's latest solidifies her reputation as a premier purveyor of psychological suspense. As the women's relationships deepen, Feeney gradually reveals their connection to the initial abduction, keeping readers constantly off balance with shifting perspectives and brilliantly withheld information. This crafty thriller will touch readers' hearts as much as it bends their minds. That sounds fantastic. I know. I'm pretty jacked about it. So the final thing we're going to discuss is authors at JCPL, which by the time you're listening to this, there might be an exciting announcement about a fall author, which I won't go into more detail about yet. Authors at JCPL uh, has been going on for several years now, and it brings fantastic national and international authors. As well um, as local. Yes, as well as local to JCPL, and we've been at the Artcraft, Mallow Run, Franklin College. College. We go, we try to go all over the county um, to big venues so we can accommodate a lot yes. of people. We've really, truly had some fantastic people. Dorothea Benton Frank, Angeline Bully, Lisa C., um, Tomi Adeyemi, Craig Johnson. I know that's uh, our director's favorite. We just had Ruth Ware. She was fantastic. That's another British uh, thriller author. Yes, Janet Ivanovich, Jody's favorite. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, there's truly been a ton. Yes. And one way you can support authors at JCPL, uh, we do have every winter, I think it's in January or February, we have a Snuggle Up with a Book Ball, which is a fundraiser that encourages you to stay home in your pajamas, read all day, and help raise money to bring authors here to JCPL. And it is fantastic. It is. Hey, me to st- or- I guess I wish. Well, don't pay me. I will pay you. (laughs) I will stay home and read. Yes. Right. (laughs) And you don't have to get all dressed up for a fancy gala. So yeah, just uh, keep an ear out. Again, we're, there is going to be another author this fall. It'll be exciting. And every year I feel like we're getting more and more authors. So I'm probably around four or five a year. It feels like a lot. Which I'm very excited about. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that is how behind the page went the first one. And we were super excited that it went so well. Everyone had a great time and went home with some fabulous swag, including a bag with an awesome logo. Thanks to Bailey. <laughs> thanks to Bailey. And it had an advanced reader copy of a book. It had signed book plates from V.E. Schwab from our last authors at JCPL. <laughs> it had stuff from... We had custom bookmarks in there. We had like a few other little swag things from the V.E. Schwab event. because A pencil. So the goal is for all the in-person events is that one, you're going to attend, you're going to find 10 new books coming out for whatever season. So the next one we do will be 10 reads coming out in the winter. And then you'll also get an advanced reader copy and some fun swag that will change every time. Right. And we can't guarantee which advanced reader copy. It's not usually the ones that are coming out. But we do have a date for our next one. It is Tuesday... November 28th at 6 p.m. at Mashcraft in Greenwood. And you do have to register for this event. This is uh, a very popular event. We had a wait list for the last one. Yes. So registration will go live on October 9th, I believe. Yes, at 9 a.m. At 9 a.m. So I do. Inc- this is an adults-only event. We only talk about adult books. And our next one is at a brewery. So That speaks for itself, yes. right? <laughs> Yeah, and we already have our genres picked, but I won't say because I think it's fun to keep it a secret. Definitely. But we hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And hopefully, again, like uh, Alyssa said, we'll see you in person. If not, we'll do a little recap just like this after the next one as well. So you can still hear what we're talking about. Yep. Backstories is a production of Indiana's Johnson County Public Library.